We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time to check in with Atlanta United and Atlanta Hawks broadcaster Mike Conti. Slides it forward, a shot, score! Brought to you by Lindy Moore with Empower Home Team of Keller Williams Realty First Atlanta. corner, Duke the short corner option, they attack the goal to our right, Vasilev up to it, strikes it, front post again, headed away by Campbell, out to Moreno, Moreno's going to take a touch, he's bumped but stays on the ball off a bump by McVeigh, and he comes up to the halfway line now and continues, bumped again, stays on it again, Wiley overlapping, Wiley's got it now, Wiley into the box right side, Wiley all the way in, shot, saved by Callender, rebound to Aruzu, spare to Joseph, Score! Hey, I saw what you did there. I saw what you did there. Happy Father's Day. I get it. That was a long highlight. Yeah, well, yeah it was a good highlight. Long highlight. Well, it, it took me a long time up from the to back describe that, and, I guess. You know, yeah. all right. No, it, it was cool. It was cool for Joseph to assist on Arushu's goal. It was cool for Arushu to assist on Joseph's goal. They have some good interplay going right now. So, good dominant win yesterday. They didn't need to score three to win, which yeah. we talked about. Right. That's good. No, it That's is good. good. Uh, you and wanna, it's exciting. So, but but my question to you is this, Mike: Who who decided to to like what was the what was the thought process behind be, behind them dyeing their hair the same, off, almost the same color? Who George and uh, uh, Joseph? Yeah, um, I, I I don't know. George dyed his hair a couple weeks ago. Joseph's kind of always done that, so I don't know if it was like a coordinated thing or um, uh, coincidental. I, I don't know. I haven't really thought about that. Um, when did George start with the blonde I didn't hair? Mean, like, I didn't mean to stop you, you with that. I just thought no, because it was just funny. we went to Montreal because George got on the plane with the blonde hair, and I looked at Jason like, is no, that George let, Campbell. Let me tell you, like, because this is what happened for me. Because I was in the press box, a wonderful press box where they had some awesome. The the food yes. there was awesome yeah. yesterday. Yeah, the it brisket. Was awesome. Oh, the brisket, awesome was bananas. A wouldn't know nothing about that because he couldn't get in. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But. Anyway, like because it, it was funny because the the goal came so fast, it, I couldn't see who it was. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see it was. And then the fact that you talk about the the clean sheet that that they had yesterday. So so the question I have to you is this: What was the was the was the clean sheet behind the the great play that they had, or was it from the great goal play from Rocco Real? Both uh, and the first half red card too. I mean, when when Inter Miami got the first half red card, that really made the game plan very straightforward for Atlanta United. Uh, I thought Rocco Rios Nova did a really good job. I thought he made every correct decision, especially on set pieces. Mm-hmm. You know, saw him come out, play uh, the three corner kicks that Miami had, uh, played him really well. Campbell on the third corner, which you just heard, which turned into the Joseph goal, made a really nice play at the front post. Uh, we actually talked to George about this after the match. George made a really good point. Miami's service on the corners was not the best. I mean, they played all three to the front post. If you're going to play corner kicks to the front post against a team that has Joseph Martinez, you're not going to score. Joseph's going to win that ball every single time at the front post. So that might have been a little bit of a break for Atlanta United. But nonetheless, I thought Rocco's decision-making was really very good. There was one 
Bullet, he kind of dodged in the first half where he came out to punch a shot. He gave up a fat rebound, and then Aria Lasseter just volleyed it over the crossbar. He was a little bit lucky there. Uh, but I, I thought you saw more decisiveness and more confidence out of Rocco Rios Novo playing off his line, getting involved in the buildup. So that was a big part of it. I thought Campbell and Franco as the center back pairing were also very, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leonardo Campana, who came into the game with seven goals, which is fourth in MLS, was completely a non-factor. And I think Campbell and um, Franco had a lot to do with that. Uh, but then thirdly, you know, first half red card is going to put a match on tilt. You feel bad for Miami a little bit because right. – if you get a red card in the 30th minute, it's going to be almost impossible for them to do anything positive. I actually thought they played well after they got the red card, to be honest. Uh, back-to-back wins at home uh, against uh, all competitions here. A little bit of uh, a momentum going on the road. Three straight games mm-hmm. on the road at Toronto and then back-to-back in, in New York against Red Bulls and NYCFC. Uh, how important on this trip to, to try to get you know, a 1-1-1? Yeah, I, I think four points has to be the goal. Right. And I think they can do it. Toronto, winners of one in their last eight league matches, uh, really looked poor at Red Bull Arena on Saturday in a 2-0 loss. Not a good defensive team at all. Uh, really struggling under first-year coach Bob Bradley. I think that's a winnable game for Atlanta United coming up this Saturday. Uh, nothing's ever easy on the road. You've only won once on the road this year, so I don't want to say it's easy, but I think it's winnable. Uh, Red Bull Arena is a place where you've never won, ever. Uh, it's historically been very tough, but you did get a draw the last time you played there, a scoreless draw. Red Bull, they, they just, they're so comfortable playing that run-run-kick system in their home park. Uh, if Atlanta United goes in there and gets a draw, they'd be thrilled. If you have four points going into Yankee Stadium, you're playing with house money at that point. Yeah, going to Yankee Stadium, NYC, far and away, best team in the Eastern Conference this year impossible to play at Yankee Stadium on that futsal pitch they have there. Um, You're kind of looking for whatever at Yankee Stadium. But if you can get a win at Toronto and a draw at Red Bull, I think you're going to be satisfied with whatever happens the rest of the way. With with that being said, going back to the goalie a little bit, with the the performance of Novo yesterday, Mm -hmm. is it safe to say that he will be the goalie? It's got to be his job now. For the time being, I I think you're going to see – uh, there's a report of an incoming goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, when the international transfer window opens on July the 7th, then you have to make a decision. But I think for the next three matches at least, probably the Austin match on July 9th, mm-hmm. uh, unless something really weird happens or he, he just has a shocker, or God forbid, an injury, um, I, I think he absolutely won the job yesterday, no doubt about it. Mike Heine, the man of many hats, he will also be hosting our draft coverage from the Hawks draft party Thursday night, 7 to 11 with Andy Bunker and Deshaun Tate live on Sports Radio 92 in the game. I don't know if the Hawks will stand pat, if they'll try to seek. Well, Ringer says they may try to move up or that they'll trade the pick. Whatever they do in the draft, Mike, I was telling you, this offseason, between the trades right now that are taking place, the draft free agency, needs to have the Hawks make two gigantic additions. There's no reason that the goal should not be to have three players on this team that we can look at, three big-time players, whether that's Trey and Beal and Aiton or Gobert or, or uh, Zach Levine or whatever it's going to be, three guys that we can look at and say, okay, this team can win an NBA title. Oh, boy, yes. Uh, they can win the Eastern Conference. very, very ambitious goal in yeah, one offseason. Right. But it, that's, unfortunately, <laughs> I mean, that's where you are right now. That's got to be the expectation, I guess. Um, I thought Travis Schlenk's comments to Jeff Schultz in The Athletic were revealing, where – 
I think he kind of tamped down the expectations just a little bit about the Hawks doing something mega splashy this offseason. He said maybe the comments that he made and Tony Ressler made were misinterpreted a little bit. Uh, to me, that sounds like a, a warning that uh, so yeah, we're it back we're, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Let's just pump the brakes a little bit. Um, I also do think, though, John, that the phone is definitely on, uh, you know, ready to take any call that might come up, and you never know what might evolve. I mean, this is the NBA, such a player-driven league. A player could get fed up in the snap of a finger, and all of a sudden, he's available for a trade, and and the player has the leverage. So. Anything could really happen between now and Thursday. Um, my guess is that it's probably going to end up with the Hawks using the pick or trading back. I, I just I don't get the feel right now that anything incredibly earth-shattering is coming between now and Thursday, but I could be wrong. It, certainly a lot of reports out there about John Collins. Reports wouldn't be out there if there wasn't something behind that. Um, but I, I, I don't think the Hawks need to move up in this draft. They're young enough. Like I'm tired of... Oh, let's get another lottery pick and and reshape our core. Like, no, no, you you should be at the point right now where you've got a superstar player in Trey Young. You don't need to get any younger. Get some veterans who can get you buckets around him and let's go. I, I just I'm not excited about, oh yeah, let's trade up to like ninth or eighth overall and and get another lottery pick and and let's restart the building process a little bit. I'm not into that. With that being said, because I know you talking about Travis Slink and what was said earlier about getting somebody to play off a tray or, 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 or take some pressure off him, what do you think is the most important player to get right now? Would that be another point guard or would it be another defender? Well, if it's another point guard, then you bring up the possibility of Trey playing off the ball. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know what Trey Young thinks about that. I'm not sure he would love that. I, But maybe he would. I, I don't know. Okay. Um, I think you're just looking for a wing player who can get you buckets. Uh, if he's on the ball, if he's off the ball, it's a perimeter player who's going to be able to get you buckets. Um, you know, look, Bradley Beal's a really good example of someone who would instantly make the Hawks a top-four team in the East. And I'm still of the belief that he's going to stay in Washington. I know he's, air quotes, evaluating his options right now. But everything I've heard behind the scenes about Bradley Beal is he really wants to stay with the Wizards. But Beal is the type of guy. Donovan Mitchell would be another. You know, another wing player, perimeter player who can go out, make his own shot, and get you 20 to 25 points per game. That's what the Hawks, in my opinion, really need right now. I still think you have a Kongu and Capella to give you enough rim protection, enough interior defense uh, I think you're you can get wing players are going to be respectable enough defensively, but the Hawks are going to entertain us and try to outscore everyone. They're not going to be built with defense first in mind. I don't think. Okay, uh, it should be an interesting draft night. I know that uh, you have uh, Andy and Deshaun uh, yeah. eleven on Thursday night. Yeah, looking forward to that. Always a fun night. Uh, our NBA draft coverage, and uh, you know we'll see how this turns out. I, I think what's going to make it most exciting is not necessarily the player the Hawks draft but the other moves that could potentially come on draft night around the league. And the Hawks might be involved in it. Yeah, and they may be involved in it, and we'll see how they re-tinker this. And I know that I have to temper my expectations a little bit, but there's no reason that you shouldn't aim high here. And, no, and of right course now, not. Of course uh, not. You know, the, 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 there's no more, like you said, there's no more we got to build the you – know, we, no, we've got the guy. Go ahead and try and put pieces around him. I don't him. think Let's Tony Ressler wants to be building anymore. Well, not only that, but I think you look at the East and you go, look, we make the right moves. We the, – I, why not win the East? Sure. Why not? Yeah. I mean, they were really close last year. And uh, you look at Boston this year. I mean, that now Tatum and Brown and 
Smart became a really good trio, but, um, you know, Boston was a fourth, fifth place team, and then all of a sudden overnight things clicked for them this year. So uh, we'll, we'll see. But I don't think the Hawks are that far away. I think they they move further away if they trade away a John Collins to get, like, the seventh or eighth pick. I think that moves them further away from that goal. All right, Mike, as always. All right, guys. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.